for me, I'm a pastor, and I deal with real people, people just like you every day, people that have a hurt, or they have something going on, and they're trying to figure out, how do I deal with this? And I always know Jesus has the answer. He has that next step for you. Let's open up the Word today and see what God will say specifically to you. Welcome to Your Next Step with Pastor Doyle Jackson. I am Pastor Doug McCoy, sitting here at the table with Pastor Doyle. Pastor Doyle, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm excited about today's lesson because uh, Jennifer goes over the Lord's Prayer, and she just she hears things differently than I do and you do when mm-hmm. she's reading the Bible. And I think that's just normal, that yes. we all approach it a little bit differently. And she's going to talk today about just approaching God and what our natural response would be if we were in the presence of God, you know? And she talks about how we will be overwhelmed by His holiness. You know, I kind of feel that way when I'm around certain people. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I feel like, oh man, I should have dressed better. I should have combed my hair. Yeah. Do I smell good? You know? And, and, um, that's what Jennifer brings out today, the presence of God and talking about that and unpacking that. And that's what I love about just the kingdom of God. It helps me think differently about life. Well, I'm excited too, but for a slightly different reason. We have uh, a, an extensive backlog of episodes, shows, podcasts that we've kept from the beginning. If people would go back to to the podcasts way, way in the early days, I there's one podcast where I complained because Jennifer was always introduced as the beautiful Jennifer. <laughs> Do you remember that? You know, I never got the beautiful. You never got the beautiful, but it's always the beautiful Jennifer. Yeah. But you are correct. Not only she beautiful but she is bringing us some great truth today we're excited to share it with you we also want to share our free resource this month pray first the axe method we're going to give you the details about that a little later right now though jennifer is going to bring us this message pray first the lord's prayer isaiah 55 9 this is a memorable verse as high as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So our Father who art in heaven, his ways are higher. And when we just remember that, it brings a peace to us. When we just realize that, You know, many times I'll pray for the church and I'll say, God, you're in charge. You are the king of kings. You are the boss of bosses. You are the Lord of my life. And that is a great way to pray with the in heaven. Just begin to put him up there. Because we want to take control, don't we? We want to fix it. We want to change it. We want to strive to make it all happen. We want to work harder. We want to do it all. But his ways are up here and he can see everything. And when we just let him lead, we have the results that we actually want to see happen. (laughs) You know, I remember uh, literally days before they closed all the airports uh, for coronavirus. And it was Friday, I had our team ready to go to Kenya. And when I say ready, I mean, I was packed. We had had our final meeting. We had paid our dues. We had our tickets. We had sweat and prayer and tears over this trip. And it was Friday night, and I was talking to my father-in-law. 
And you have to see, my father-in-law is one of those great earthly fathers as well. Uh, utmost, utmost respect for him. And I, 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 so much wisdom from that man. And I don't know that I've ever balked <laughs> at many of the things that he said to me, you know? And we're on the phone and, and dad says, uh, you're probably not going to Kenya. And I just remember, oh, no, I'm going. God told me to go. You don't know how important this is to me. You don't know how, this was a calling. This was a, a purpose. This, was, this is planned. I've spent hours. I've said, no, no, there's a way we will get, we will get there, you know. And, and he's like, it's probably not going to happen, Jennifer. I just remember getting off the phone. I was still fighting. I was still fighting with the Lord, and I was so irritated that, you know, it seemed callous to me. Like, don't you know this is something God asked me to do? Oh, anyway, so the next day, I remember calling our executive pastor, Ed, and he was like, eh, you're probably not going, Jennifer. So now it's Saturday. And, and so finally, I, I still would not give it up. And I, I called the, the guy that does all our international shots. And uh, I, he's, I, I talked to him and he said, well, Jennifer, if you were my daughter, you wouldn't be going to Kenya on Monday or whatever the day was. And I knew in that moment it was a no. And I just remember <laughs> flopping into the bed and bawling my eyes out. And I was like, God, I don't get it. I thought you wanted this, you know? I thought that was something you had planned. I'm confused. But his ways are higher. His, his, his thoughts are higher. We don't always know why. We don't always get everything. We don't always understand everything. And I thought nobody in the entire world but God knows how much this meant to me. And he's saying no. But he did. And you know what? Now we get to go <laughs> this April and it's going to be fabulous. We're actually going to take 25 people to Kenya to see our orphanage. And it's going to be opening your orphanage. <laughs> How cool is that? <laughs> uh, I want to talk about that like the whole time, but I know we can't. So anyway, <laughs> we'll stay with our, with our plan. Okay, so our Father who art in heaven, his ways are higher. His thoughts are higher. Sometimes he says, yes, no, maybe, wait, whatever. Um, Holy is his name. You know, it says in 1 Peter, this was a verse I wanted to give you to write in your notes. 1 Peter 16 to 17, he challenges you. He says, be holy as I am holy. And then he goes on and it says, because of our father. It's directly linked in that passage. You, you're, Peter's saying, be holy as I'm holy because our father in heaven is holy. Boy, what a charge, right? But we see... Hallowed be thy name. I, I just never got that word hallowed as a kid, did you? I was like, hallowed, hmm, Halloween, nope, nope. Uh, hallowed, it means holy. Holy is his name. He's always been holy. God has never not been holy. And we want to behold him, holy, holy, holy. We, what we have to make the decision at this point in the prayer is not that we're, we're, we're declaring that he is because he already is and was. We're saying I'm going to regard you as holy in my life. I'm regarding God as holy. Uh, there's a reverence there. There's a respect there. There's an awe. And we regard him as holy. And Peter takes it a second step. Peter says to be holy as I am holy. And I think about 
where we're at in our culture. I think about where we're at. Do we, do we still honor and regard and revere him as holy? Some things are precious. Some things are valuable. And he designed them. He got to pick. You know, our marriage a man and a woman in a holy estate of matrimony. That's a marriage and that's precious. And we have to see, he, we serve a holy God and he says that's precious. What about in the womb? What about the knitting? Don't you love Jeremiah 1? He's like, I knit you in the womb. I formed you in that dark spot. Think about that. We have a holy God in the womb knitting He's in there. He's putting on toenails. He's in there. He's making eyeballs. He's knitting in that secret place. He's in there and he's like, okay, boy, this one's a boy. This one's a girl. He's knitting. There's a precious, precious, valuable thing happening because a holy God determined that he is in charge of the womb and he's knitting in there. He's our knitter. And so for me, when I say holy is your name, it covers a lot of things that we have lost and we have forgotten and we have to remind ourselves. And that, I guess that's why it's a really good prayer to pray every day. We have to remind ourselves some things are precious and valuable and we, we can't forget that because we serve a holy God. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So what does that mean? His kingdom to come. You know, as you go through this prayer, I'm hoping you're gonna break it down like that and expand on it, each little piece. It's great to do at night in bed when you can't sleep. Maybe you're counting sheep or have a lavender diffuser, but no, do the Lord's prayer and break it down like this, piece by piece. And when you get to your kingdom come, Say, Lord, I want the things of heaven down here on earth. I want your ways. You know, you, what, what does that even mean? I mean, I think about, okay, some of you guys love basketball and football. And I, I love a good ball game better than anybody else. One time, I literally jumped off the bleachers at the winning score to one of our kids' games. I love a good ball game. But you, you, you have your team, right? You have your jerseys, you have your Buckeye, you have, some of you have even invested in a Buckeye basement, like you have your whole basement as Buckeye, right? Or Michigan, or or whatever, Uh, maybe Tennessee, who has Tennessee, and that's your team, (laughs) but you love your team, right? And you you know their colors, and all of your friends know your team. Who, Who doesn't know the team that you root for, right? Everybody. You even host parties at your house to watch your favorite team. And I think that that's perhaps the poor illustration of the kingdom, but something that I could think about to share with you because everyone should know that you're part of the kingdom. Everyone should know. It should be bold. They should know. You should host small group in your home. You should have people to your home for prayer. You should have your home as a place where the kingdom comes, where you pray around the dinner table, where you gather and kneel at your bed with your family, you kneel at your couch with your spouse, this, your home, just in the same way as we let all those fun ball games, and I'm I'm for a great game, all those fun ball games into the home. Your home should have the kingdom right there in your home, the kingdom to come. And you know, what else is the kingdom? 
Well, the kingdom is so cool. I mean, it is as exciting as the ball game. Have you ever witnessed someone who has been demon possessed and God sets them free? That is exciting. It doesn't get better than that. Everywhere Jesus went, he delivered people. He delivered them. Have you ever seen someone's prayer answered? Have you been healed? The kingdom, everywhere Jesus went, he was saving people. He was healing people. He was delivering people. It was incredible. They were praying. That's the kingdom. And it's fun. It's exciting. Sometimes I think we just make it, you know, like, oh, I gotta go to church again. (laughs) You know, the kingdom is you know, you can pray for people in your, in your school, in your workplace, in, in your living room, in your church, in your Sunday school class, but it's here. And we want to pray if we're not seeing it. Like, if you're not seeing it, like, God, your kingdom come. I want to see it today. That's why I like praying this prayer every day. Like, I want to see your kingdom today. Who wants to see the kingdom today? Who's excited about the kingdom? Are we excited? Come on! The kingdom of God! Where would we be without it? We have more resources for you at doylejackson.com. We will be right back with more Your Next Step. So Pastor Doyle, this month we have put together a resource that we believe yeah. will bring people closer to God. We want as many people as possible to have it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Well, I think when we're trying to grow in our faith, there's several things that we need to learn about our relationship with God. And so in any relationship, it's a conversation. Mm-hmm. But we don't know how to have that conversation with God. That's what prayer is. It's just talking to God. And so this free resource, it's called the Acts Method, all right? It's to help you get going in your prayer life. We Sometimes we need to go, and we're asking God for stuff. And then other times we just need to be in His presence and talk to Him about how He is the great God. He's a wonderful God. We need to adore Him. It's all in this prayer method. And we want to help you do that to get in the habit of praying and seeking the Lord. That's what it's about. Yeah, we've learned how to make conversation with each other. We may not realize that we've learned it, but we have. We need to learn how to make conversation with God as well. This Acts method, I picked it up early in Bible college, have used it for years and years. It really is a great way to enter into that kind of conversational prayer. Yeah, it'll encourage you because you'll begin to feel like, okay, am I covering all the bases? And we've got all four bases, and uh, you're going to get to home plate in your relationship with God. So go get the Pray First Acts Method uh, today. Yeah, we really want you to have it. It is at doylejackson.com. Give us your email. You will get access to the PDF. For the Pray First Acts Method free resource, go to doylejackson.com. Let's continue with your next step. It's so beautiful. I can't even imagine life without it. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Oh boy, now it stumps us up. I was all like, you know, super excited about your kingdom come. And now it's like, your will be done. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Boy, how can uh, the tiniest prayer be so power-packed? that it needs three messages this weekend. This is the tiniest little prayer. Your will be done is when we go before God in reverent submission, reverent submission. We're like on our face. It's where you want us to go. 
It's where, how you want us to spend our time. It's what you want us to do. This is a surrender point. This is, uh, I have, you know, great ideas and things and plans. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always, <laughs> are you guys like that? You know, stuff and I'm going and I'm doing and, 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 but it's his will be done and he gets to pick, he gets to choose. And so you have to say, okay, Lord, I lay all of that at your feet. Your will be done. Your will be done. And sometimes it's bigger than the daily things, isn't it? It's something really big. I really wanted this job, or I really wanted this, uh, you know, this relationship thing to work, or, or something really big. But if you're staying really tight with the Lord, you can say, your will be done. I, I, I submit it to you. I mean, it, sometimes it feels like the cross, doesn't it? When you actually pray that for God's will to be done instead of your plan, I mean, that's where we get it, isn't it? The Garden of Gethsemane. As you're going down that Mount of Olives, this beautiful garden, I mean, those olive trees are gnarly and old, and you just imagine Jesus there. He's saying to the disciples, can't you pray with me one hour? All of this stuff, and he's like, Lord, your will be done. If, he, if that's what you want, but if not, take it away. That's another great passage to pray when you don't know how to pray for his will to be done, right? You know, okay, Lord, take it away. If, you know, Jesus was like, is there any other way but the cross, Lord? Any other way but the cross? And I think that's, you can say, Lord, is there any other way? I don't know about this one, but your will be done. And, and when that is prayed, there's such power on that in your life, power in your life. Your will be done. And there it is again that on earth as it is in heaven, <laughs> we, we want his plans here on earth. Reverence, reverent submission always works. It's hard to explain. It's hard to do, but it always works. It may not seem like it in the moment, but it always works. I was thinking about, you know, the, the kingdom, and I was going through all my photos in my phone last night. Hey, I, you can get lost in that phone. Anyway, I was sitting there going through my photos because one of the girls wanted photos to make a scrapbook album for a girl in the church. And so I'm like, oh, I've got photos. <laughs> Two hours later, <laughs> I've been through photos. But wow, it was really kind of a cool exercise because I, I hardly could sleep last night thinking about you guys. I, I thought about these photos and in between like my family dinner and my dog, I have the church, the church, the church, the church. And, and, and we're, we're praying together. I had tons of pictures of us praying. I had tons of pictures of us at Jordan's Crossing. You know, that is God's will. And that is the kingdom. And last night, someone came that I've known for, wow, years, and they suffer terribly with a condition. Like, it's terrible. We've prayed about it for a long time. And anyway, uh, they had come for a visit. They live out of town now, and they'd come for a visit. And I, I went like this, and I said, I love you. And they, they stopped, like, halfway down the aisle, turned around, and just looked at me. And I said, I love you. And they gave me a big bear hug. <laughs> and I said, Lord, you know, it's like that, only you. That's my prayer for this person. Only you, God, they need you so much. They're hurt so 
You know, that was Jesus when he looked at the leper. That was when he looked at the community and the loaves and the fishes. God, only you can multiply this. Only you. And that, to me, is his will to be done for that person. You can pray that way. So then he goes on to the fun part. I love it. Give us today our daily bread. (laughs) Ask God to provide for everything. One of my very best friends, I love her so much, um, and she happens to be a counselor. (laughs) Everybody's got a good counselor in their life. I hope you do. You need a doctor, a dentist, and a good counselor. But anyway, she's a Christian counselor, and I'll sit down and talk to her at lunch or wherever, and she'll look me in the eye and she'll say, what do you need? I'm like, what do I need? Well, you know, I, I, know what, I know what you need and you need and you need and you need and everybody else needs and my kids need and my husband needs and my parents need. And she'll look at me and say, what do you need? I'm like, who asks you that, right? Well, I'm going to ask you that. That's what God is asking you in this prayer. Give us today our daily bread. He's like, what do you need? Huh? What do you need? I want you just to imagine God asking you that question this week. And he's like, okay, well, you can ask him for what you need. Isn't that cool? <laughs> we can ask the God who flung the stars in the sky for what we need. Give us today our daily bread. And forgive us our debts or forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. This is the hardest thing that you'll ever do. And um, it's just hard, isn't it? <laughs> I think we have to clean our heart daily and we sit before the Lord and that's why this is the fabulous daily prayer. It's like, okay, I trespassed in this this way and then the debt's this way and you just clean it up. You keep it clean. It's a clean roster. And then you go through all the people that were rude. I mean, it's like everybody wants to be ticked off at somebody about something, don't they? Everybody is angry and then sometimes you're the pin cushion for that. And we have to just if you'll just give it to the God daily, every day, then you won't have this giant mountain to forgive. It, it, when, when I started learning this, I remember three days on the couch in a notebook, and I forgave, and I forgave, and I forgave, and I forgave. If you've never done that, it's a great exercise. But once you've cleaned it up, it's kind of like deep cleaning the whole house. Wouldn't that be great? I might, I might go home and just like spring clean the whole house. Sounds really good. So clean the whole house. So if you haven't done that, do that. But then once you've done that every day, you just, Lord, where have I offended you? And where has somebody else offended me today? It's just like wiping down the counters every day, every day. I love it. God wants to help us. He gives us so many tools to help us. All right. Um, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Wow. He knows, he knows. I I always list my temptations there because (laughs) I have many. I don't know about you. I I got lots of temptations. I I, rabbit, (laughs) get me off track quick. So I have, I love listing my temptations before the Lord because if he doesn't help me, I'm chasing that rabbit. And, And protect us from the evil one. My friend Melon in Kenya, I remember saying to her one time, wow, there are certain places you go in Kenya, all of a sudden, the atmosphere felt really dark, you know? And you're like, "Woo, what just changed? I can feel it in the realm. <laughs> and she said, well, I, t- I said, how do you live every day 
pushing against that darkness. And she said, well, when we get up in the morning and when we pray, we have certain scriptures we pray every day for protection, for protection. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's, we're living in some times ourselves now, aren't we? And you might go in some places today, even in the U.S., even here, you're like, "Woo, what's the atmosphere here? And so every day to pray for protection from the evil one. But God's a good father. He offers you protection. And, and you know, when you think about this, is this is the, again, the our father. Doug said last night, this is a plural prayer. He said, this is a prayer that could change the world. You know, you could pray this prayer for your police officers. You could pray this prayer for your military officers. You could pray this prayer for groups of people that need prayer. That's intercession. But deliver us, you know, from the evil one. They would need protection. So, okay, last thing, just the inner homework is just continually check your heart. And I think that's the tool God gave us here. It says in Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. And if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will forgive you as well. It's a cleanup tool. It's just a cleanup tool in our lives to keep us in that, you know, the big churchy word righteousness, that's right standing with God. That just means it's all right. And that's what the Lord's Prayer is. It's a great tool. You've been listening to Pray First, the Lord's Prayer. Jennifer's been bringing us some good truth here, Pastor. Yeah, Lord. I love it. We also, uh, you know, we, we talk about prayer because we think that that's what Jesus wanted us to do. He taught us to do that, and, and he lived out that example. Jesus had the habit of getting away and praying alone, mm-hmm. but then he had other times when he was praying with them. And the New Testament church invites us to both of those. And so we want to use the Lord's Prayer as a model for yeah. how we pray, both corporately and individually. And a lot of people, the only time they pray is corporately. So let's start the habit. We've been talking about habits. Those are the lessons I've been teaching live at the church next door this month. Right. We've been talking about the habits that we need to have as believers. And so let's get in the habit of praying every day, like Daniel did, at least three times a day. Let's pray with our meals. Let's begin to seek the Lord and expect Him to show up. And this is a great way to do it. Jesus is our model. He's our example. He said, when you pray, pray like this. So following this this method is a great way to do it. We also have the free resource on the Acts method, though, which is another way that we can pray. If you go to doylejackson.com, give us your email. We will get you that PDF. You'll start to pray the Acts way. Yeah, we can we can help you with that. Let me give you a challenge, though. Since it's January, we're starting the new year. I want to challenge you to give up a meal this week and seek the Lord. Be a part of our season of fasting and prayer and say, God, I'm going to give up a meal and I'm going to trust you to be the food that I need and for you to answer a prayer that I have in life. Give him a need that you have in life and give up some food. Your Next Step with Doyle Jackson is a ministry of The Church Next Door in Columbus, Ohio. Your prayers for us are always valued, but to help keep us on the air, visit doylejackson.com and click give. That's doylejackson.com. You can also send a check to the church next door. Our address is 5755 Fetter Road, Columbus, Ohio, 43228. Again, that's 5755 F-E-D-E-R Road, Columbus, Ohio, 43228. Please put radio in the memo line. Lastly, if you need prayer or have questions, text us 
at 888-644-4034. That's 888-644-4034. I'm Pastor Doug, and Pastor Doyle and I would love to see you next time for your next step.